Welcome to the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Nilsson, speaker, author, and yes, life coach. We live in a noisy world with a million external influences vying for our attention. This is the space where we can quiet the noise, sort out our thoughts through honest conversation, and discover what it looks like to take aligned, faith-filled action in a world of endless possibilities. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. This is Megan Nelson, and I am just honored and excited for you to be hanging out with me today. Thank you so much for showing up. Today, I want to dive into something that is an interesting nuance for me. It's that tricky little spot between being inspired and encouraged by someone else's testimony that gives us faith or this moment where we actually hear God for ourselves. Let me explain. I love to listen to podcasts, read books, watch YouTube videos about people's testimonies of miraculous healing. There's just something about this impossible thing happening in the natural realm. You're looking at a a diagnosis or a malformation or just something that is so dark and difficult in the natural realm. And then God shows up and there's no other explanation for it except for this miraculous healing. And what can the person do but jump for joy and tell everybody what has happened to them? I was recently listening to a podcast episode where the host was interviewing a friend of mine who was healed from blindness. She had been given a diagnosis of acute blindness, full blindness happening to her. She was a young mom in her 30s. And the diagnosis was grim. She was losing her sight. And at this point, she had lost 70% of her vision and was learning to use a cane. The doctors had said, you know, kind of, this is crass, but enjoy it while you can because your sight is going to be gone. She was going to lose her driver's license and everything. And she had young kids. It was devastating. And yet she showed up to her Bible study one day and the ladies there prayed for her sight And the end of this story is her sight was renewed. She went back and got scans and the doctors could not explain it. They're like, I mean, maybe you were misdiagnosed. And she said, I absolutely was not misdiagnosed because I saw the scans. I was living with only 30% of my vision. And now I have, I think, nearly 100%. So anyway, there's these stories where you're just like, oh my goodness, God, how in the world could you do that? That's so amazing. And when I hear these stories of miraculous healing, it definitely increases my faith. I'm just like, oh, wow, God, if you can do it for them, you know, maybe you can do it for me, whatever it, whatever it is that you're going through. It may not necessarily be a physical situation. Maybe it's mental, spiritual, emotional, relational, all the things, whatever it is, whatever you're going through that feels impossible in the moment, you think, man, somebody else has had breakthrough and healing in this space that is supernatural. And I'm praying that God can do that for me. And yet it just doesn't ring the same. I mean, I can hold on to someone else's testimony. I can read Hebrews chapter 11 and read about the the, the hall of faith. It emboldens me. It, It encourages me to take a step out and think, oh my goodness, Lord, if you can do that for them through their obedience and through their sacrifice and through their bold move, could you do that in my life? Could you bring your kingdom come in my life as well? 
And yet we come to this moment where we have to, we, we come to the crux of this situation where it's like, okay, Lord, you've, you've talked to someone else. They have experienced you in this amazing, miraculous way, but what about me? My question for you today is, have you heard God for yourself? In your own mind, in your own heart, in your own inner self, inner sanctum of your soul, have you heard him? Again, it's one thing for someone else to hear him and experience him in their lives. And we need each other. We need that community of believers. We need the body of Christ to come together and encourage one another and believe for each other and share the testimonies so that we can be emboldened. But there comes a moment in our own faith life when the question on the table is, have have you heard him for yourself? And I was thinking about this because I was reading about the woman at the well. So many of you are going to know the story of the woman at the well. Jesus had to pass through Samaria. You know, oh my goodness, how could he possibly go through Samaria? Because that was just, you know, no man's land. And he decides to go there. He sends the disciples off to go get food and provisions. And a woman comes in the middle of the day to get water. And at some point, I'll probably do a podcast about this story. But the point is, he sees her he speaks words of knowledge over her and she, her eyes are open. She is now hearing him for herself and she sees him as the Messiah, who he is. She's a little bit confused along the way. And, and how can you be the water? I'm just coming here for water, you know? And then he, he says, if you drink from Jacob's well, you'll be thirsty again. But if anyone drinks the living water, I give them, they will never thirst again and will be forever satisfied. And she's like, what? Let me drink that water. I'll never be thirsty again and won't have to come back here. That'd be amazing. And he says, get your husband, bring him back here, but I'm not married. She says, that's true. You've had five husbands, right? So he's he's speaking into her life. He's not shaming her or condemning her. He's, he's showing her that he sees her. And so she comes to a saving place in her life. She comes to a saving faith in Jesus, the Messiah, and she's like, oh my gosh, this is so confusing, but I know that you're the anointed one, you're the Messiah. And so she just jumps for joy and has to run back to the village and tell everyone what she has experienced. So here is a woman experiencing Jesus for herself, coming to saving faith through her encounter with him, her very own testimony. So she goes into the village and so in, in John chapter 4, verse 39, I'm reading out of the Passion, Passion Translation, it says, so there were many from the Samaritan village who became believers in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. So testimonies absolutely can bring people to their own breakthrough, to their own saving faith. It says, he told me everything I ever did, she says. Then they begged Jesus to stay with them. So he stayed there for two days resulting in many more coming to faith in him because of his teachings. There's this moment where the people of the village see the miraculous change, the miraculous testimony going from darkness to light in this woman's life, and they beg Jesus to stay with them. Why? So that they can hear him for themselves. Verse 42 says, Then the Samaritan said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you told us. But now we've heard him ourselves and are convinced that he really is the true savior of the world. 
That's what I want to focus on today. Yes, we want to hear testimonies. Yes, if you have a testimony of healing, you need to get it out there. We want to be listening to other people's. We want to be emboldened and encouraged by their stories. But at the end of the day, someone else's story does not fill my cup. What fills my cup, what fills me to overflowing, what fills me to the point where I can take the next step of faith, even if I'm scared, even if I'm afraid, is because I have encountered Jesus for myself. Are you at a point in your life where you're tired of sort of second-hand experience of Jesus, second-hand encounter with Jesus? Again, I don't want to belittle these stories because testimony, you know, we will come to the saving faith of Jesus. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. It is very clear in the book of Revelation that we overcome. We, we experience true life through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the blood of the Lamb, and we overcome through the word of our testimony. So what is your testimony right now? How is Jesus finding you? How are you encountering him for yourself? I love that the Samaritans say to this woman, we no longer believe just because what you told us. What she told them was the catalyst. So a testimony can be a catalyst for someone else wanting so desperately to encounter Jesus for themselves, to be so hungry and thirsty because what they see, they see the indwelling and the filling in someone else's life. And they think, man, Jesus, come to me, stay with me, speak to me so that I can experience that too. They had now heard him for themselves and they were convinced that he really is the savior of the world. So what gets in the way of us experiencing Jesus for ourselves? We see it in other people. We hear these amazing testimonies. And yet somehow there's a challenge. There's a roadblock. There's a chasm at times between what somebody else is experiencing and what I'm experiencing, what you're experiencing. And there are three lies. I'm going to call them myths. Three myths that we might believe that come to my mind that might be impeding your own encounter with Jesus. Let me see if any of these resonate with you. Myth or lie number one. You might be believing that you have to be some sort of certain personality type or be in a position of authority to hear God's voice, right? In essence, you're thinking there are more spiritual people and there are less spiritual people in the world. And you might be labeling yourself in the less spiritual category. So somehow you are believing that someone else is positioned or has a personality type that just lends themselves to hearing from God and you don't. I'm going to tell you right now that that is a lie. And here's the truth. The truth is that if you have made the decision to follow Jesus, if you consider him Lord of your life, you are a child of God and you can hear his voice. Paul writes in Romans 8, 16 and 17, he says, the spirit himself testifies together with our spirit. So the Holy Spirit comes in, testifies with our own spirit as God's children. And if children, we are also heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. So because we are children of God and co-heirs with Christ, we can have access to every spiritual blessing that comes from heaven through Christ. So he guarantees us that we have this inheritance that we are his child and God speaks to his children. 
Truly, I tell you that the son is not able to do anything on his own, but only what he sees the father doing. Because we have Christ in us, we have access to that intimacy with the father and we can listen and we can see what the father is doing. We can hear his voice and we can follow him. You don't have to be a certain type of person. You just have to be a person who is open and receptive, ready to position yourself in a humble, open place so that you can begin to hear and experience Jesus for yourself. Okay, myth or lie number two. You might be thinking, well, I'm not spiritual enough to hear him all the time. Like I I might be, you know, in certain seasons of my life, I've been so close to the Lord, but right now I'm busy and I'm, I'm just taxed and exhausted and overwhelmed and I'm just not in a place to hear him. So if you are in a very dry place spiritually, let me just say that I, I'm sorry and I see you and I understand what that feels like. But Jesus himself in John chapter four says that he is the living water. So if you are dry, that's the perfect type of season. You are in the perfect place to go to the well and actually catch some of that living water, draw some of that living water for yourself. You might think that you're unable to hear from him because you're just so distant because the circumstances and the things that are coming at you are keeping you from him. But it says very clearly in scripture as well, if we draw near to Christ, he will draw near to us. So what would it look like for you to pick up your metaphorical bucket, go to the well and draw from that living water? Jesus's voice can be alive and active no matter what you're going through. And even if you're feeling especially distant from him, Like I said, it's perhaps the very best time to go because you're ready and you know your need. Blessed are the poor in spirit, right? For they can experience God. If you are poor in spirit, if you are drained, if your spiritual bank account is empty, it is bankrupt, then guess what? That's the perfect place to be to go and get it filled up with the right things with what Jesus offers, with what the Lord wants to give you, a peace that passes all understanding. He can speak to you at any time, in any season, whether you're folding the laundry or driving the car or you're drifting off to sleep or you're worried about something. Paul tells us that we walk by faith and not by sight. So if you're in a dry season in the natural sense, you don't see you don't see the harvest. You don't see the things coming that are the kingdom of God. But we are walking by faith and not by sight. So there's this moment where you go to the well and you're like, Jesus, I don't even know what I'm doing here. When that woman went to the well that day, she had no idea she was going to encounter the Savior of the universe. No idea. She went there. Why? Because she had a physical need to draw water. She had to go in the middle of the day because she was ostracized and kind of kicked out of the community for the lifestyle that she was living. And that's precisely where God was when he met her. Okay, so you don't have to have a certain personality type or be a certain position of authority. You don't have to be in a spiritual season of growth. You can be in a dry season and still hear him. And myth or lie number three that I want to tackle today is this idea. You might be thinking, I can only truly hear from God when I'm in deep meditation or someplace sacred. In my early, early morning quiet time 
or when I'm out walking in nature or maybe when I'm in church or in a, in a quiet chapel. Otherwise, life is too chaotic. I have no idea how I can hear from God. I have to. There are these segmented times of this is when I hear from God because I'm pulling away and because it's quiet. And then when my chaotic life comes about, when I'm running kids around or at the office or, you know, doing household chores, I really can't hear from him because I'm too busy doing other things. And I really want to bridge that sacred and secular divide. I personally do not believe that there are just sacred things and secular things. If God made it all and is in it all, then it stands to reason that he is in and around you all the time, no matter what you're doing. Now, of course, it helps. It absolutely helps to to be in a quiet space, to quiet the noise from the outside so that you can tune your ears to him. 100%. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that's the only time that you can hear from him. So what does it look like to begin to tune your ears to be able to sift through the frequencies of the world in order to have that spiritual antenna up to hear from him, even when your life is busy and chaotic? Because isn't that what life is most of the time? So God often speaks in a still small voice. It's definitely easier to hear him in moments of silence and solitude but he doesn't only speak to us in the quiet. We just need to learn how to tune our spiritual antenna to a different frequency so we can cut through that busyness, cut through that extraneous ambient noise so that we can hear from him. I love this verse, Romans 8, 26 and 27 in the Phillips translation. Paul writes this, it says, the spirit of God not only maintains this hope within us, but helps us in our present limitations. He helps us in our present limitations. So limitations are not exclusions. Limitations don't exclude us from God. They actually draw us to God because we understand that we are weak and we are broken and we are confused. And God's like, great, now I can help you in your present limitation because you understand that this strength, this wisdom, this discernment is not coming from you. It's coming from me and I'm bringing it to you. Paul writes, for example, we do not know how to pray worthily as sons of God, but his spirit within us is actually praying for us in those agonizing longings, which never find words. You might be in a season where the longings are so deep the grief is so enormous and overwhelming that you're like, the present limitations are thick and wide and I can't get to Jesus. But the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Holy Spirit is that that's exactly when he comes, when we don't exactly know what to pray for. God knows the the heart's secrets. He sees you, he understands you, and the Spirit's intention is to come and pray for those that love God we can be helped in our present limitations. We don't have to be a certain person. We don't have to have a certain job in ministry. We don't have to be in some overflowing harvest season. We can be. Those are beautiful seasons. We don't have to be in deep meditation or out in nature. Yes, do some of these things help? Absolutely. But they are not deal breakers. God will meet you wherever you are. You just need to take your eyes off the world and look up 
to him. That's where your help comes from. Mother Teresa writes this amazing quote. She says, if you are hungry to hear the voice of God, you will hear. To hear, you have to cut out all other things. Wow. How do we begin to cut out all other things? I would love to address this and go deeper in a future episode. But for now, I want to leave it here. You are a child of God. He loves you. He sees you. Yes, he is working through other people. He's bringing other people the lessons and the beauty and the testimonies that will grow them, that are meant for them in their lives. Their testimonies will inspire us to want to know God at a deeper level. But ultimately, this life is between you and the Lord, between you and your Savior. That is where you will begin to experience him and encounter him in a new way when you hear him for yourself. So how do you hear God for yourself? Oh, there are so many ways that the Lord speaks to us. But if you've been around this community at all, you know that one of the ways that I love to listen to the Lord, I love to connect with him, is through beautiful exchange journaling, where I write out my thoughts on paper. I just let it go uncensored, just ask the questions, share all the feelings. I get as honest as I possibly can. And then I stop and then I listen for the Holy Spirit and I ask him to give impressions to my heart. He will so often bring to me scripture words of love and blessing and wisdom and truth. And then I think, okay, Lord, thank you for showing me this truth. What do you want me to do with this? So if you are intrigued by this notion, this idea of hearing God for yourself, specifically through the act of writing back and forth with him to have honest conversations and to share what you're thinking and feeling, and then be open and receptive to hear what he says to you, what he wants to show you in that space, then I invite you to pick up your copy of my brand new book, Untangled Faith, How Honest Conversations with God Lead to Deeper Connections, Clarity, and Peace. It's available on Amazon, and you definitely need to get the journal that goes along with it because that's the the experiential work-it-out piece for yourself. I love this review on Amazon. Kristen writes, so many times I go to God with my laundry list of wants, needs, and worries, but this strategy Megan brings to the table allows my heart to pause and train my ear to listen to God's voice in my heart. Yes, you can hear him in your heart. This is a must-have in your journey with strengthening our listening ears. Definitely get the journal that goes along with it. Thank you, Kristen. Yes, definitely get the journal that goes along with it. So, I love you all. Thank you for hanging out with me. As always, I love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what resonates, what questions you have. If you have any pushback or resistance, whatever it is, let's have honest dialogues because that's really how we get anywhere meaningful in life is to truly connect and be honest and ask God to shed his kingdom light and truth over what we're going through. So today I pray that you encounter Jesus in a brand new way and you hear him for yourself so that you can grow, so that you can bring your testimony and count it as a catalyst in the breakthrough and the the anointing on someone else's faith to get them to their own encounter with Jesus. All right, love you guys. See you next time. 
thank you so much for listening. If this episode challenged or inspired you, I would be honored if you would rate it and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts so others can hang out with us too. If you'd like to connect at a deeper level, you can find me on Instagram at Megan underscore Nilsson or head to my website, meganbnilsson.com and schedule a free curiosity and connection call. Let's keep the conversation going.